We interrupt this program to bring you a quick word from our sponsor that currently does not exist, but because I serve a living God, they shall be here. Okay, let's start the show. You got young say when you soft say your V lips get glossy. You my main, my dessert, and my entree to infinity and Beyonce. But then yash and Nicki Minaj is big, big, big like what, 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 what? I said then yash and Nicki Minaj is big, big, big like iPhone 10 Plus. I am. Alright y'all, grab your cups and get ready to discuss Can We Talk? Can We Talk? Welcome to Can We Talk, the podcast where we celebrate and critique the best in Afrobeat. My name is K-W-A-M-E, that's Kwame. You can call me official Kwame, Kwame Kardashian, whichever you like. And I am an entertainer, curator, and entrepreneur. So um, I make music and I'm like a songwriter, a little bit of swirl. Um, I'm a radio and TV presenter, events MC, club promoter, digital marketer slash influencer. I guess that's what we call it these days. Um, little known fact, I'm also a copywriter and a voiceover artist. So if you need me and you like the way that I sound, hire me. Um, I also am a music curator. I curate playlists. Um, I've done one for title that you can find on my Instagram page, which is at official Kwame. Just go to the playlist little highlight reel. Click there. You'll find it's for you. And I'm also a new entrepreneur. I just started a food and goods business called Machi's Kitchen that you can also find on my Instagram page. Or you can find them on Instagram and Facebook. It is spelled M-M-A space A-C-H-I-E-S. And um, yeah, basically, we it's a delivery, a food delivery business, and we d- deliver food and snacks and all kinds of West African products like shea butter, coconut oil, beard oil, all of those things, black soap that you might need to people living within Khabaruni, Botswana. Um, and yeah, basically, I just like to live my life. So this is not the first podcast that I have done. This is the first po- solo podcast that I have done. Um, I had one before called Urban Africana, the podcast, which was on Y107.9 FM, and then... I had um, the Plantain Chips podcast with DJ Loft, which was a really, really fun time. But then 2018 and 2019 was just very rough for me. So it was just all over the place. And I just decided to sort of start my own. I was looking for like-minded people to um, get on this podcast with me. And it was just taking too long for me to, you know, like network and find the right people who wanted to talk about what I wanted to talk about. Because the people that I want to discuss this with <laughs> all over the all over the continent and all over the world. So I just figured I would create a solo podcast because I really do love music culture and sharing it and critiquing it and celebrating it. So um, that's what this podcast is going to be about right now. Whilst we are stuck in the treachery pandemic that is COVID-19, a.k.a. Ansikoro, which I don't have time for. I hope you guys are seriously washing your hands and making sure to keep all of your spaces sanitized and disinfected. You're practicing good hygiene, taking care of your immune systems and the like. I do try to do so. 
I'm drinking tea right now that has a little bit of lemon juice inside because I feel like some vitamin C. I do take some vitamin C almost every other day and some omega-3 like tablets or whatever. I should be eating better and doing better and I should be working out, but baby steps. But, you know, I'm trying my best. But um, yeah, without further ado, shall we jump into the podcast? Okay, first up, let's get into the gist. I gotta say, um, congratulations to Hamatan Rain, especially Benoit Boating, who is now an official curator for Apple Music, which I'm super excited about. Like, just seeing someone who is your peer, a peer, and you know, someone that you've worked with, um, within the creative industry, reach such heights is like really, really, really inspiring for me. And I think they have absolutely great music there. You can go through any one of their um, playlists. They have like music from the north of Africa, East Africa, Southern Africa, West Africa, and like any mood that you could possibly be in for anything that you're possibly looking for within African music, you can find through Hamatan Rain. So make sure you go to Apple Music and check them out. Also, what I really wanted to talk about is this Don't Rush challenge, yeah. So Don't Rush is a song by Young T and Bugsy produced by my faves, Team Salute. And this t- Don't Rush Challenge has gone absolutely rival within the space of two weeks, yes? It has been featured by Canadians Huffington Post. It's been written about in South Africa. Teen Vogue is covering this as well. And I've seen some really, really dope challenges. Now, for you who don't know what it is, the Don't Rush Challenge is where girls or guys take brushes and they put it in front of their camera and then it's like, oh, transformation, look at me. You go from like what you look like lying in your bed to what you look like when you're like going out since everybody's stuck at home. And it's creating content, which I think is great during this time. And some of the best ones that I've seen is by this um, woman on Instagram called Ronke Raji. Now, if you guys are within the African beauty community, you should be very familiar with her. She has, like, she does amazing, amazing looks. And she has a child now. She's, like, married. It's just amazing. Like, her and her team, like, the transitions, they shut it down. It's literally one of the best that I have seen. Um, Denola Gray from Nigeria. I think he really did a really dope one. He had... Um, Adebayo in there from um, who's the head designer and CEO of Orange Culture, which is a really popular and really dope uh, fashion brand in Nigeria. And I think it was really dope to see that for guys. I think they did a stunning job. Also, shout out to my girl Goose Katai on Instagram, who is a makeup artist in Botswana. I think her and her team, like they held it down. It was it, it was cute. I liked it. Um, although I will say that Motswafere, which is the last guy that you see um, in the person that you see at the end of the video absolutely shut it down, like knocked it out of the park, you know? But um, yeah, I also saw another really dope one on Twitter called Alternative Girls. The alt girls are giving me life. I was here for every single piece of it, especially the alt- Alternative Girls Part 2. Absolutely killed it. I loved it. Um, But some of you really didn't do the things though. Like I wish, you know, sometimes I feel like there are challenges eh? that maybe sometimes you should just watch it and enjoy it, like, comments, retweets, do that things, but you don't have to actually come and put yourself inside. Because Ian Wedian, even though he's my friend, and Ian, I hope you hear this, him, Jeffrey Forsen, Kobla Jr., and everybody can come and put themselves inside. And I really wish that they didn't. Because the thing is, they are good-looking guys, and they're all um, talented in their different ways, like in music and in, in acting and fitness and all the like. But it's like, the before and the after was basically the same thing. Are you getting me? Like, how they looked before they got, they used the brush, no, was looking the same. It's like, they just want to go and work out on our sleep. And I was like, bro, like, I'm not here for it. But um, anyway, another really dope one that I saw was this guy called Habitua. 
if, if I'm saying it right, he was one of the um, coupe boys, if you guys remember that craze from like uh, maybe like two, three years ago. Him and the guys that he had in there, like, I think they did a really dope job. But as for Ian Weddy Dia, no. Also, another thing that I want to just just about a bit is the IG producer battles that have been going on. That's that, you know, like, I am loving this time that everybody is sort of on lockdown because now you are forced to sort of appreciate the arts and entertainers and everybody that is a content creator or some sort of artist or creative is really getting their time to shine because people have all this time in the world to consume all of this content and i think a lot of people are getting their flowers right now you know what i'm saying like these ig um um instagram producer battles that i've been seeing are have been a lot of fun the first one that i saw was sars versus sheezy that was like monumental like bro it's like that was cute bro but like i think sars absolutely owned it are you kidding me like are you actually saying because the thing is sheezy i don't know if he was prepared you know because it seemed like he was just like looking up stuff on youtube and playing the songs that he remembered that he produced but i feel like next to sars who came ready with folder one and folder two like are you crazy but shout out to both of them. I think they did a great job. It was it was so it was so much fun to watch. And now, bro, that was cute. <laughs> we'll have so much more meaning going forward. Um, then later on in the week, there was one by Kuvi and Queso from Ghana. Now, the thing is, it took forever to start, and I was kind of annoyed because they were playing like and. I like unreleased music. I like hearing unreleased music before anybody else has heard it. So it was cute for like one, two songs. But after that, it was a dragging for a bit. And I was just like, can y'all just get to what we came for? Like, I came here to hear the hits. I came here to hear the bangers. Let's do that back to back. Queso number one was late. But I mean, granted, he had an interview or something going on before. But then after that, like, bro, couldn't get his internet right all the way in Tema. I don't know what was going on. So he had to tap out and then Magnum tapped in and it was so much fun. Although Magnum's like his light was off. I don't know what was going on. But um, yeah, it was Kuvi versus Magnum. Well, Kuvi versus what was supposed to be Keso. <laughs> and then Magnum was, it was a good time. And straight after that, it was Hama versus GQ. Uh, JQ, my bad from ghana as well and i didn't particularly watch that one i watched it on twitter i saw a lot of the comments and what i liked about it was that it was a nice nostalgic time for everybody to have where everybody got to go back and you know like experience all of the music that they grew up with that i wasn't necessarily around for but it it, it brought me an appreciation of a lot of really really great Ghanaian music um that has come out within the past let me say two decades or so, if I'm not mistaken. But um, yeah, Hammer and JQ, that was a stellar, stellar job. Um, also, Kill Beats versus Richie, also from Ghana. This, I think I caught the end of, and then this was also around the time Darko Vibes had just put out his brand new album, and then they had a party after that. I think Kill Beats absolutely demolished Richie. <laughs> and it's not like Richie don't got the hits, though. Like, Richie got the bops. But Cubis there, like he did it. Like, are you kidding me? Like, at some point, I really thought that Richie was playing from the Bluetooth device that is ready to pass. And then Cubis finished me when he played one of Richie's own songs. Like, for because Richie, for people who don't know, Richie is um like a veteran in the game. He's a legendary um record producer, writer artist and label owner and Kilby's who is a producer and also label owner played 
um, as his like finisher, played Angela by Kwame Eugene. And Kwame Eugene is one of the artists on Richie's label. And I was living. <sighs> but anyway, that was that on the RGU um, producer battles. And that is the gist for today. But let's do what we came to do. Shall we review? Hold on, I gotta take a sip of my tea. Oh god. Okay. First and foremost, I have been waiting for this album to come out for the longest time. Because Mandem has been teasing it for forever and a day, and I've been waiting. North, who is a producer from Ghana who is part of a collective called Namem Gang, has finally put out his album, NASA, Thank You for Flying. North, I would just like to thank you. This is a North Stan account forever because I absolutely love this album. Like from top to bottom, I think it was it was it was a it was a really great job. Um, but yeah, I figured let's do a track by track review because I had all the time in the world with Anskoro going around. So first track was Ascend featuring Chobi. Now I wasn't sure if she was actually the right vocalist for the song, but by the time that it got into the chorus, I was like, okay, I see it. You know, I think it was interesting to have her on that track and i also think that it was a great opener for this project and contrasted with um oh my days which is towards the end of was actually the last song in the album um you kind of get to understand how it is that you got there like the album really is a full project and makes sense which i really appreciated but um i do wish that north had let her run the hook one more time towards the end of the song but otherwise it, it was decent um, the next track, track number two, was Till We Burn by RJZ featuring Quissy Arthur. And I kind of like it. It's not my favorite song. And I wish it was a little bit longer. But trust me, if you hold on through this song, you're just going to get into the juice. Like, like this, once you get into the rest of the album, for me, it sounded like a long form film. And that's what I appreciated about it. Although some of the sounds are different. It did, you know, like he plays with a little bit of dance hall and things um, towards the end and a little bit of pop and a little bit of dance music as you go along. But just it sounded very cohesive, you know, and especially in a country where, well, on a continent where, you know, it's usually singles that people push the most. And in Ghana, especially people are more single driven than they do albums. It was it was refreshing to hear. But um, yeah, track three and four, Mama Part One and Two. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, North, North, I can't. First of all, track, um, what's it, part two featured RJZ, and I'd heard this a really, really long time ago. Well, not a really long time ago. I think it came out about a year, maybe maximum two years ago. And it has been already like one of my favorite North productions because it just, like for someone who grew up on Kid Cudi, it was giving me that very storyteller, outer space, um movie kind of vibe you know and it was just nice to hear um rjz's sort of spacey vocals in this way but then contrasted with ria boss on part one i felt was the perfect segue into part two with rjz so absolutely love those songs um they have like they they're the kind of songs that literally have to be played in tandem but i think if you were to pick between the two of them definitely pay part two because rjc went off um, after that comes Godzilla, which I did not even know was going to be on the album. And I'm so, so happy. Like, if anybody knows La Mem Gang or does not know La Mem Gang, get familiar because Godzilla is like La Mem staple. It is honestly one of the greatest songs that I've heard to come out of this generation in Ghana in a really long while. It's like trap, but like dance and it's just everything, you know. So 
Um, yeah, I was so happy that North, who produced the track, um, included it on his album. Next up, we had See How They Move uh, featuring Froye. Now, Froye, for people who don't know, means sauce. And that's North's um, alter ego. And I really think that North should start doing more vocals on his on his tracks. It took me a second to get into it. Again, not also my favorite track on the album. But um, I, I appreciated it for it was. And it just added to the story. Next up was Sundress by Spacely Darko and Kid Black. Now this for me sounded like a dance hall prom. Judy Jetson. You know, so it made absolute perfect sense for Spacely to be on it because his name Spacely comes from Spacely Sprockets, Spacely Sprockets, who, um, which is a company in the Jetsons, yes. And it, I don't know, it was just giving me like interpolations of space traps, and it was one of the tracks that made this album sound like an album you know i think it's it's a really great song and then after that um i think this we are now on track number what four five six seven i think this is track number eight can you imagine we now get into cupid by darko now the real darko fans know the day ones know that this is like darko staple this is darko on the come up this is when we were really like when you if you were a proper like lemem stan from the stats like, if you were there from Villain Sounds days, you would know this song. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, shout out to PZ Darko for the visuals for this song as well. But I was also really, really surprised and really happy that North included this on the project because it is just such a significant, how do I say, again, staple for La Meme Gang and for North. It was just like, it was. it was a very sonically changing or game-changing song um during the come up of the like new era of artists in ghana and um i think it's really dope you should check it out but the problem is this is one of the songs that i thought was going to be on darko's placebo ep which he promised us like two three years ago maybe even four years ago and i'm just like darko where the placebo ep at you know what i'm saying but um, yeah, I do like that North kept on throwing in these sort of classic jams for us throughout the project to sort of mix in where he is now and to also show us where he has grown from, you know? Um, next up after that is It's You by Spacely and Kwesi Arthur. Now, I haven't heard Spacely and Kwesi Arthur on a solo track since... Um, sorry, I'm going to have me some tea. Ah. <laughs> I haven't heard Spacely and Kwesi Arthur on a track together since they did Spacely Song, Dimoi. So this was um, nice to hear. And I, I do like and appreciate how the beat sort of built itself as you listen to it. There's some, like, if I can remember, I can't even remember the melody now because I listened to it, like, over the weekend. But Spacely was doing this thing where he was like, For you, oh, Quite not in that voice, obviously. But, um... I felt like that points where he said that like that's where all the juice and the sauce was inside. Are you getting me? Um, and I haven't. Um, oh wow! I just lost my train of thought. I'm so sorry, guys. But anyway, I think especially the vocal editing from the two minute thirty seconds mark is really interesting, and I really wish it had continued because it was really dope. And I love it. That's like that's one of the things that I wish was done more on this project is there was more playing and layering of vocals and. You know, just sort of really, really spacing them out there and doing whatever it is North could possibly do. But what he did at 2 minutes and 30 seconds on It's You with Spacey and Quessy Arthur, I appreciate it. And I was here for it. But um, yeah, so 
one of the other notes that I had is by the time that I got to this point in the album, I realized that it was well worth the wait because he's just so experimental, you know, with how he makes his music. And I kind of even want him to sort of enter another space, like another planet <laughs> or like another genre of music or just I, I want him to enter, enter like a new source of inspiration and just see where he will go with that. Because what I appreciate about North as a producer is there's no limits. <laughs> the limit does not exist. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he's, he's, he's someone who seems like he's very open to being inspired by various genres of music and all sorts of art forms. So I would really be interested to see if he was taken um, into a sort of different creative space and what that inspiration would give to him. You know, but anyway, um, back into the music. The next track up was Famami by Chobi featuring Darko Chobi again. I actually really like the song for some reason. I don't know why, because at face value, it sounds like a song that wouldn't be my favorite. But from the first time I spun the album, it really caught my attention for some reason. And I really wanted to run it back like it's become almost like a be- um, like a deep cut. You know? Because listening to the song, it almost sounded like a jawbreaker to me, you know? And it's it sounded like... <laughs> allow me to do a little bit of alliteration right here. It almost sounded like a sweet and shiny sound bath on Saturn. You know what I mean? It's like a hidden gem. I don't know how to describe it. But it's um, it's it's actually... It's a really good song. I think it is. It doesn't seem like it would be. But um, I, I I really like it for some reason. I immediately added it to my playlist. And then after that, we are now coming to the close of the album. And now you realize that you're on track 11. And it's just like, wait, where did all of this time go to? Do you know what I'm saying? But um, then we have one of my favorite songs on the project. Back to Back by BS, um, Spacely and Kuvi. And every time that BS and Spacely are on a song together, it is absolute magic. As to why we still don't have, do not have that EP that they said they were going to do together, I have no idea, and I want to fight. But um, it reminds me of the magic that they did on Yao Ming from the first La Mem Gang tape, um, well, La Mem tape, but not quite, you know? And it's here that I realized that you could really run this album back from top to fleeting bottom. <laughs> and still have the time of your life. Do you know what I'm saying? Like this song, honestly, I tweeted this and I saw Benoit, um, Benoit Boateng, aka Sting, aka Chief Commissioner of Hamatan Rain, aka Queen of Alte Culture in Ghana. I saw her tweet this as well that I think that back to back could be part of a TikTok challenge. Like I would want to see it. I want. I don't know what to do, but I want to do it. Um. So yeah, that's one of my favorite tracks on the album. And then finally you get to the final track, which was so worth the wait. And I think he put this track out a week before the album dropped. And I was just like, what in the hell is going on? Like, it was giving me space rock something. I, like, it is easily, easily the best track on the album. It was such a triumphant finish. And I was here for all of it. So, whew, that was NASA. Thanks for flying. I think all in all, I would give it, don't fight me, a solid... Can I... I, The thing is, initially in my notes, I wrote a 6 out of 10. I want to change that and make it a a 7 out of 10, I think. Or like a 6.5. Maybe a 6.8. I think I'll give it a strong, solid 6.8 out of 10. Because I do think that there is room for growth. 
um, looking at the evolution of North, because like he's already proven it to me um, and to all of you guys, I believe, from if you look at his evolution from Cupid to Godzilla to Oh My Days. And granted, Oh My Days was produced by Kuvi, but I feel like North had a hand in it. Do you know what I'm saying? And I just think looking at those three songs, and if you are to look at his trajectory of how he has grown as an artist and as a producer, I think there is even more room for growth. So um, I really do like the album. And yeah, like I said, I would give it a solid 6.8 um, out of 10. Not that I necessarily disliked anything or i didn't think it was like anything i just i just think there is so much space for um creative growth and i'd really like to see where he was going to take it next um but um yeah i wish he also had more like-minded producers around him that he could sort of um shadow or sponge off like i said i just re i'm really curious to see what he's going to be um inspired by next and where he's going to take his sound next so good job to you north aka nori f baby absolutely stellar project um also, I'm going to be doing this at the end of every review. The tracks that I think that you should add to your playlist immediately as an add to library now as you finish this is definitely back to back. Definitely Godzilla if you don't already have it. And definitely Oh My Days. And maybe Fama Me if you're feeling a little bit spicy. But um, yeah, Whew. that was that. Shall we do one more? Guilty Beats different and let me tell you this absolutely love the artwork for this i think it was shot by trebla if i'm not mistaken who's a really dope photographer in ghana and for those who do not know guilty Blaze is a really um dope producer also from ghana who worked on beyonce's project um the song already i mean he with um shatawale and major laser guilty beats snack by miss banks featuring kita kutz Guilty Beats. Aquaba by Mr. Easy. Guilty Beats. Like the list, I could go on and on forever. But anyway, let's talk about his debut EP, Different. Now, like I said, absolutely loved the artwork. Shout out to Trebler for shooting that. I think it was him. Correct me if I am wrong. And I was sort of iffy at the beginning because when he just called it Different, I was just like, for me, it was kind of an artistically lazy name. But I was like, it's guilty. I'm going to give it a chance. And thank God I did. Because this album project, well, EP, it is, absolutely blew me away. Like, <laughs> I was actually quite stunned as to how much I love this. Now, first and foremost, the first track is No Love by Joe Boy. Now, this is such a good intro that you will not even realize that the next song has started yet until you realize that the voice sounds different and the language changes. Like, I literally had to go back and watch my timer because the transitions are so seamless that if you're not paying attention, it will catch you. And I have not, honestly, swear to God, I cannot remember the last time I heard an album, and I love albums that do this, that have those sort of, each track can stand on its own, but when you listen to it as a whole full body of work, I haven't had an album that has done those smooth transitions to me for quite a while. The last album that, and I'm not comparing, I'm just saying that the last album that I listened to that did this was Madonna's iconic Confessions in the Dance Floor album, where literally, I think, I don't, I think it was from start to finish, every song flowed into the next song, like there would be little remnants of the beat from the previous song that would slide into the next one, but you could still enjoy them separately, and Guilty Beats absolutely knocked it out of the park here. Um, actually, I lie. 
the last album that reminded me that did those kind of transi- um transitions was North's Thanks um Thanks for Flying the NASA album <laughs> which we just talked about what he did on Mama from part 1 to part 2 with um from Ria Boss to RJZ but it doesn't compare to what Guilty Beats did on this EP. Um, anyway, the next track is Utando, which is by Nonso Amadi. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Nonso Amadi is very Nigerian, right? And he lives in Canada, if I'm not mistaken. And because I, little known fact, I mean, it's on my Instagram bio, my Twitter bio, I'm half Tanzanian, yeah? So I was like, ah, why is this sounding like I'm hearing a little bit of Swahili or what is it that is going on here? Only to find out that truly, truly, Nonso Amadi is speaking Swahili. And I actually really liked it. I did. I think that even by once you get into the second track, I understand why he called this EP different because it does sound so different. It does sound evolved from what he did on things like Aquaba, you know what I mean? It's not your typical it can be very commercial, but it's not your typical like, okay, I'm just gonna give you the bops and the bangers, you know what I'm saying? Like SARS, I appreciate when producers separate between just making bangers and making music for themselves and i think um Lonzo Amari's voice um did just enough to let the beat shine and i did sense a little a tiny little bit of um, piano bass inside i was like i see you with them drums I see a little bit of shakers and thing and i think it's it's, it's definitely a, a, a dance song at first i swear i thought he was speaking zulu but i was just like that's my swahili right there mambo i see you you did that Nonsa Amari, shout out to you. So, Utando, one of my favorite, favorite songs on this EP, which also, again, if you're not paying attention, slides right into the next song, which is My Vibe by Jay Derubi. And by this point, you can obviously tell that <laughs> this EP is like an Empower um, first class. Now, for people who don't know what Empower is, Empower is a music distribution platform, I believe, and like an advertising space created by Mr. Easy, where he has opened up a whole bunch of opportunities for artists from across the continent. And Jay Dorobi, and Jay Dorobi, or however you say it, I'm so sorry. Sorry to this man. And Joe Boy and a bunch of other artists um, are have released music through Empower, which I think is a great movement. But we're not here to talk about that. Let's talk about my vibe, right? I really liked this song. I did think that... Um, Jay Derby did exactly what he needed to do. I think he didn't overpower the song and he gave um, he gave it enough room. Even when it gets to what is supposed to be the hook or the chorus, um, there was just sort of altered backing vocals that Guilty had sort of like hidden in there and the beat was there to serve as the hook, which I really appreciated. It sounded like some sort of island dance hall, but like the light version, you know? With, again, different sounds, <laughs> um, but, sorry, with different sounds, but sort of same instruments. I don't know, it's just, it's very unusual, but very palatable in the same way to me. Um, and like he said, with the title of the EP, it's just different, you know? And then after that, the song um, segues, again, seamless transitions into How Long. Now, this song features my baby girl, Sina Soul, who I love so much. And Mr. Easy, who I wasn't 100% sure, 100% sure should have been on this song. Sorry, Easy. You know, I love you. Mm. But let's get into this. Hold on. Let me have you show my mm. Now, I love Cena Soul's backing vocals on this. 
not not just her lead vocals but even her her backing vocals on this i really liked and i really kind of wish that easy didn't interrupt <laughs> and they just layered more and more of her vocals <laughs> because i really enjoyed hearing her i think Zena Soul, if you don't listen to people like i'm sure, pretty sure she listened to like Janae Aiko but I really think she should listen to like Tanache, maybe even Ariana Grande, you know, because I really um, appreciate how they layer their vocals. And I like how she does hers too, but I feel like they could have done even more because um, Cena really has, because she has such a, a soft sort of uh, baby angelic sort of voice. I think there's so much that she can play with there. So I appreciated it, but I think they could have done just ever so slightly more you know otherwise i think it's a really sweet song i appreciated the sort of spanish sounding guitar at the end giving me 20 20 braxton vibes and i really like how they spaced it out but um like i said i would like i would have liked actually slightly more vocals on this song in particular or you can call boosie as in the singer from south africa i think she would have been perfect on this song it's giving me those kind of vibes but give opportunity to see other people so cena soul definitely loved her on this loved her her like i don't know what it is i really i'm a sucker for backing vocals and layering it's just me because i mean obviously i grew up on the vocal vocal bible that is brandy so it's really my thing but i would have i would have like i said i would have liked to see her play with that a little bit more <sighs> but anyway so once you've now made it to track four is when you get into now you've realized that you are progressing through the EP and the song kind of switches up because the next song is Condom Collector by Poison Ivy, the DJ, Moonchild Sanelli, who I absolutely love, and Mr. Easy. I fucking love this song. <laughs> this is such a banger. Like at the beginning, because it's segueing from how long into this, because this is giving me sort of gum vibes. So it's hitting like the bass was hitting really hard. And the 808s were knocking. I was like here for all of it, you know. But this is the first point in the actual EP where you realize like, oh, okay, now the tempo is changing, you know. But stick inspector, stick erector, like the way that they are even that moonchild is even saying it. It's like she says it like so childishly that I'm just like, ah, like is she 18? Like is this song even legal? Should I be listening to this? You know what I'm saying? But it's such a jam, such such a jam. And I think the little reggae interlude, like somewhere in, I think it was around the bridge, that was cute. It made, it left me wanting more. I wanted them to like run that back one more time or like, you know, extend it a little bit. And yeah, I thought it was great. But anyway, after that, we go into um, Iyabo by Faust the Bad, the Bad Guy um, from Nigeria and Joey B from Ghana. Now, this song had previously been released. And when I first heard it, I wasn't so into it. But listening to it as part of the EP, I like. It was like a quick trip to um, to Lagos. And I was here for it. I liked it, especially coming from the tempo and BPM of Condom Collector into Iabo. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, here for it, you know? And I, in my mind, as I was listening to it, I was just like, why haven't Falls and Joey B done a track before? Only for it to clock me. And be like, oh yeah, they did have a song with EL called En Juan, if I'm saying it right. Um, which I feel like people slept on. But uh, that's a conversation for another time. But I think it's quite surprising to me that they don't have more tracks together. I could see them doing a full, like a cute four-track EP together. Because they both are 
great artist and very, very versatile and incredibly hilarious. And personally for me, um, I always think that one of the things that make great rap artists or pop artists are people who have a sense of humor. You know, I think it just makes their lyrics um, and their wordplay so much that more interesting. You know what I'm saying? And by the time that you get there, you're just like, that's the end of the EP? Like, that's it? And you want to run it back literally three more times, which is what I did. Because I was sitting outside listening to this. I think I was having, was I having breakfast? Or I don't know. I was into it from the beginning. And by the time that we got to Condom Coletta, I was jamming. And it got to Yabo, I was like, run it back again. And I ran it back a third time. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's really, it's, it's an EP full of jams. And it's lights, you know? And I think it's a great representation of who Guilty is as a person. Even sonically from this album, I get the sense that he's someone who is not too loud, you know? He's jams, but not too loud and also slightly introverted, you know? So absolute... Brava, shout out to you, Guilty. Fucking did the things. Also, very well worth the wait, even though I'm still mad at you for not sending me any beats, even though you said to me we're gonna work together and I had all the time in the world for you. Well, that's a conversation for another time. But yeah, you guys have got to listen to this. Six songs and it's 16 minutes. Solid, solid pro- um, project. I am going to give it a full score of 7 out of 10, which for me, I'm, I'm very critical. I might even give it an 8. An eight? Should we give it an eight? Because you see, this is why I like to soak albums or projects a little bit longer. Because I feel... I don't like to just... Like when I'm first listening to something, I will obviously have my initial reactions. And that's why I will sort of stew with it for a while and go back and revisit it and listen to it a couple more times. So I get the full sense of... Because I mean, if you think about it, artists spend months, years creating projects only for people to consume a song that they probably made over the space of a year in the space of four minutes. Do you know what I'm saying? So um, I did sort of sit with this over the weekend and I was just like... At first, my initial rating was 7 out of 10. I think I might just flip that to, like, should I say an 8? Why 7.8? You guys can decide for me. Pick any one of those two. But, yet again, let's do it. Add to playlist. Top of my list, you have to have Utando um, featuring Nonso Amadi. And you have to have Condom Coletta. Um by Guilty, Poison Ivy, the DJ, Moonchild, Sinelli, and Mr. Easy. Like, that's one, if anything, has to be in your playlist for sure, for sure. Now, one of the things that I realized from these two projects that dropped, right, and a lot of artists that have been releasing music, even um, Odunsi dropped a new track called Decided, featuring Thames. That's in my playlist that we're going to talk about in a little bit. Um, I think, especially for this new generation of artists, I don't think that artists need to feel this pressure of you have to drop singles back to back. I think the new generation is a lot more forgiving. I think we are more interested in the artist and the personality of the artist. And once you build your core fan base and you connect with them, I think your fans will wait for you. I don't think people need to feel this pressure of just dropping singles for the sake of dropping singles, you know? I don't like it. Even when artists drop singles, like, back-to-back, like, every month you're dropping a new single, it doesn't even give me time. Like, you're competing with my personal music taste than what I'm being bombarded with any time I open up my phone. And then what also, like, the media is feeding to you and advertising of what you should be listening to, you know? So I really like to take my time getting into projects like this, songs and albums that I listen to months and months after they've come out, you know what I mean? Because I really want to sort of get into it. And 
that's when you have that's where your core fan base is those are the people who are always going to put money in your pockets who are always going to show up to your shows who are going to share all of your music and your content and i think those are the only people that you need to concentrate on once you found your niche you found your audience you know what it is that they like give the people what they want and don't feel pressure to constant i mean listen Rihanna has had us waiting for an album <laughs> for the past three, almost going on four years. And people are asking for it all the time. And regardless of whenever it is that she's going to drop it, we will be here and we will be waiting. Beyonce releases an album only ever, ever for only ever every four years, you know, and that's the sort of music culture that I grew up in. When my artists release an album, I would be lucky if I get one in two years. You know, it would usually be like two, three years, four years. And... I understand why people release singles because you you feel like you have to keep this hype going. But there's so many other things that you can do to stay relevant, if you want to call it that, or to stay seen out in the scene or to give. There's so many other ways that you can connect with your audience and your core fan base and give them things. You can give them um, pictures, videos, have chats, go on Instagram live, you know, do meet and greets or do like little mini performances, behind the scenes content. There's so much that you can give them in between the time that you are creating. So artists, please do not feel pressure. Take all the time that you need to give us the best work possible because I mean, look at the material. You be the judge of it. <laughs> and um, yeah, okay, let's go for a quick commercial break and then we shall wrap up the podcast. All right, we're going to use this time to say a quick shout out to our sponsor who is somewhere within the cosmos. I know God is going to bring that sponsor to me. I receive it in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I am receiving the coins and the money to continue to accept the sponsorship that you're going to give me to keep this podcast running. In the name of Jesus, thank you, God. Amen. So what had happened was... There was a couple of things I forgot to talk about at the beginning of the podcast during I Just. So we're going to talk about them here. First and foremost, let's talk about the playlist, which is an Apple Music playlist that I created and curated of 20 of the hottest tracks from across the African continent and the diaspora. And you need to get it. Add it to your library immediately. Things to check out in there, Decided by Odunsi featuring Thames. I warn you, if you have daddy issues, tread very lightly as you walk into the song. It might get you in your feels, especially if you are a water sign like me. Next up, Jules, Soweto Blues featuring Busiso. I absolutely love this song because I've been waiting on one of our West African producers or producers who are accustomed to working with Afro pop music or Afro bass, if you'd like to call it. I've been curious to see their spin on Ama Piano, and I think Jules did an incredible job. Absolutely love the song. You've also got to check out his IG live parties. Whenever he's on, it literally is, like, you feel like you're in a club. It is just, it's such a great time. It reminds me of all of the events and, and like twists and stuff that I used to go to back in Ghana. So do check him out if you like hip hop, R&B, throwbacks, dance hall, reggae, Ama Piano, house, pop, Afro, everything. He did do some. And his handle is JulesBaby underscore. Yeah? Okay. Also within the playlist, I put in a little bit of East African flavor. Now there's this collective from Kenya, I believe, called EA Wave. They have some really dope tracks and I had found them through Hamaton Rain, actually. One of their Apple Music playlists called From the East. There was a couple gems inside there so i picked a few and put them in my own playlist so make sure you do check out the playlist it has everything that you need 20 tracks that you need to discover like immediately also to work in tandem with the playlist and can we talk the podcast we have the mix list now the mix list is one hour of straight 
fire DJ mix by AD DJ, who is a good friend of mine and my actual day one when it comes to DJs. Like, him and I have been working together over the course of a couple of years and he hit me up and he was like yo should we do like a mix podcast thing thing and i was like bro you just make the mix sense our last do the thing so this is the kind of mix that you can take to a party when we're allowed to go inside the outside again or you can use it and put it on whilst you're cleaning the house while you're in the shower or you want to have a little party by yourself at your house or have a party with whoever it is that you're quarantining with. Or once we finally go inside or outside again, you want to put it in the Uber. Or even better, if you pull up to a party and they pass you the ox and you need to put anything on, put on the damn mix list. It is one hour straight jams, back to back, no games, no shaking, no stopping. Does it? There's no talking in plenty in between. There's no nothing. It is just fire and you need it in your life. Wankutla, do you hear me? All right, now let's talk about um, Amare, actually. Jesus, I can't believe I forgot to discuss about this. Now, Amare did an exclusive acoustic performance for Burberry called B-Series. And then she also did an interview on her Insta story, which I thought was really nice. I really liked the presentation. I thought it was really cute. Um, and even like the colorways and everything really fit really well. And I just wanted to say shout out to her because I thought this is such a dope, like, what? A Ghanaian artist and Burberry, like, bro, are you, like, do you see, like, even during these times where this is going, like, my mind was just busting when she revealed this, but I like that it was also um, very personal to her as well, because she said she did grow up with um, her mom and her aunts would buy, like, you know, a little bit of designer this and that, and Burberry was some one of the designer labels that they like to splurge on when they could. And it's something that, you know, she's got hand-me-downs from and she wears to this day. So I thought it was a really dope collaboration. If I am not mistaken, Amare is actually the first person that they have commissioned during this time, um, this pandemic that we're, that we're currently experiencing and living through, is the first artist that they've done this for. So I think it's really dope that it was a Ghanaian artist and especially one of the new generation artists from the continent. Also, I feel like, see... I like it when brands reach out to artists and they try to, because they've realized that the culture has the power, right? And we are the culture. And I felt like this brand is really inclusive. Now, I'm all about support local first. I would rather support my African designers um, and their labels first. But this does not mean that I do not like a bit of, you know, a little bit of foreign labels as well. Because I do like my bomb on and I really do like the way Versace fit. Although I cannot currently afford it. I shall. In the future. In the not so distant future. Okay. But when I look through their um through their page and their stuff, because I was never that much of a Burberry fan because I just don't I don't personally like their colorways because their colorways are very their hues are you know neutral tones, browns and things like that, which is not really my kind of colors. I like your blacks and then a lot of color, you know? But I saw a couple of things on their page that if I had the coins and when I have the coins, I would actually buy. You know what I mean? Although I was expecting that they would have sent Amare some merch. Unless this is going to come later and I don't know. Um, I thought they would have sent her some merch to wear during her performance. Because, I mean, if this is a brand like partnership, collaboration, it would only be right, you know? But, um, yeah, I saw some really dope um, bags and things. And... I really like it when brands do create these sort of experiences because that creates customer loyalty, okay? Now, one of the ways that I remember when this has happened recently is Doja Cat 
did a hilarious um, IG live set. I think it was about 20 minutes long and she did some of her biggest hits. And it was hilarious because she was wearing this pink ridiculous uh, like blow up suit that I need to get immediately. I want it now. But um, she did it with Levi and it was for a good cause. But I, I liked the fact of blending entertainment and a good cause. And I just want to say that like brands like invest in creatives and artists because like I know there's very few ways that you can tell if your advertising and your marketing actually works. It does because I do. I had not, not remember the last time I mentioned a Levi pair of anything or bought any, because Levi, you know what I like about Levi's, first of all, is that, wow, and they're not even paying me to say all of this, you see, marketing works, what I like about Levi is, they are the type of brand that you can buy, and literally will last you forever, like them 502s, 501s, or whatever it is they call them, you buy a pair of those, and you can literally wear them for life, because I've seen things that um, I've bought as, what do they call it, thrifted things that I've bought, that were made by Levi's that were still as good as if they made them yesterday. And, you know, I do like a little bit of vintage feel every now and then. So I think more brands need to do this, like take a chance on creatives. And it does work because there are so many brand partnerships that I remember from me growing up that I still wanted to this day. Like the reason why I used to lust over Beats by Dre headphones is because they were all the Lady Gaga fucking videos and everybody else's fucking videos. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I remember even when Amaray did uh, Boiler Room, with Ballantines, like, I had never heard of Ballantines before, but now I can drink it, you know, because Amaray and everybody else done performed there, but I really like this performance by her, although I was kind of mad that she didn't do Fluid, but yeah, go ahead, watch it, it is available on the Burberry Instagram page, and also on Amaray's page, also, can we get into this for a hot second, there's a Kenyan governor, who I just need to is my hero. I want to get my Kenyan citizenship now, even though I am technically Tanzanian. I feel like East Africa close enough. Where do I sign up to move to Kenya? Because I stand and I want to vote for him. There was a Kenyan governor who was apparently facing backlash because he included a little bit of Hennessy into um, some COVID-19 care packages. He says, well, he rationalized that the inclusion, the inclusion of the Hennessy little bottles into the care packages is supposed to work as throat sanitizer. Now, this is not true, but I stand because he understands that during these very trying times, I might need to have a drink or two. So shout out to the Kenyan governor. What was his name? Mike Sonku. Google him. I love him. I stand. Anyway, let's move on to the final part of the podcast. Well, the final two part of the podcast. Um, for people who do not know, I'm actually a big reader. I do love to read a lot of uh, articles from various things that are either related to what I do or things that I just think would help me build and grow myself as a person. And I do, I mean, hard copy over ebooks any day. I do have a couple of ebooks, but I'm just saying hard, hard physical copy, especially like not even soft copy, hard copy, like over ebooks, Kindles all day and tomorrow. So let's get into our reading list. Yet again, Hamilton Rain, because I stand. Now, they put out an article in 2019 called Eight Steps to Sending the Perfect Email to Music Blogs. Now, what it has is it's easy steps that almost any creative can, and can apply within their own business, whether you are an artist, a photographer, a model, a YouTuber, personality, influencer, whatever it is that you do. And I think this is really important for 
any millennial who is an entrepreneur or even as part of the working class, just it teaches you the right way to do to write emails because I don't remember learning this. I, I would like to think I I send pretty decent professional emails, but I thought it was um it's really dope and really dope that they put this up. Really, fucking the words are escaping me. I think it's really dope that they put this out, even though it's all the way from 2019. I think it's skills that everybody needs to have. You need to know how to send the right emails. And what I like about this article is it gives you a it gives you an excellent template and tips to follow that you can apply into whatever it is that you're trying to put out, whatever proposals you're trying to make or submissions you're trying to put through. I think it's a great way to learn really quickly. Anyway, so that's um, our reading list for this week. Eight steps to sending the perfect email to music blogs. Check it out. Um, I will tweet a link on my Twitter account. And I think I will create a highlight reel on, on my, what's it called? Instagram account as well. So if you search for reading list, it will be there for you. Just like the playlist will be there for you. The mix list will be there for you. And that brings us to the end of... The first episode of Can We Talk, the podcast. Next up, um, I'm trying to make a decision now as to whether to discuss Darko Vibes' Bangalore album or Oranya's perfect, imperfect EP or Sister Derby's African Mermaid EP. I don't know. I think I might let you guys do a little bit of a vet after this. And then you can decide for me um, what to review yet. But I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you share it, make sure to use the hashtag Can We Talk and at me. With your chests, my handle is at official Kwame. That's official K-W-A-M-E. Of course, my Instagram is the same. Check me out on TikTok. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing there, but I'm in there in Chia. And make sure you check out Can We Talk on YouTube as well for the visual version where I do a whole bunch of fun and foolishness. But um, that's it for Can We Talk. T for thanks.